Progressive presents Forest Metaphors about bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forest Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. Hello, Island friends. Let me tell you about Tim Eccles. Mr. Tim loves Georgia and helped keep our rates low. He knows everything about energy and has led by example. I hope you listen to his radio show called Energy Matters. Join me in supporting Tim. This episode of Energy Matters is sponsored by Arnold Golden and Gregory. Welcome to Energy Matters, a show about how you can save money on your utility bills, use technology wisely, and live a more sustainable lifestyle. Here's your host, veteran energy regulator and clean energy expert, Commissioner Tim Eccles. Thank you, Scott Slade. It's always great to be saving money on that power bill, using technology wisely, and living a more sustainable life. Hey, it's just Tim Eccles here. We always want to help you save money, and you know how much I love solar. I got the I got the Creative Solar USA array on my house in Houston, and you, know, you guys know that I'm a member of Jackson EMC. I am here over in Statham, Georgia, at a fantastic charity tournament that Walton EMC does every year. Pete, thanks for being on today. Looking forward to finding out more about what Walton's doing and how they're interacting with their members regarding solar. Yes, sir. Um, we're seeing a lot of solar arrays coming onto the system. We're, we offer our community solar to members you know, that we provide ourselves. Um, getting a lot of folks interested in solar, a lot of people putting it on their house. Everybody's looking for a cheaper, renewable source of energy. Yeah, let's talk about the cooperative solar. I have traveled the country speaking at conferences, bragging on Walton EMC's cooperative solar because it is, as I say, the gold standard for EMC Solar. You guys did multiple phases of this. And I, and I tell people, Pete, look, this is Monroe, Georgia is not Decatur. Monroe, Georgia is not Tybee Island. It is a ruby red Republican area. And you guys have figured out how to do solar community solar in a way and how to message that and how to value that in a way that really benefits your members. Absolutely. I mean, you know, before people go out and put solar panels on their house and spend a lot of money, I mean, they really need to look at the other options that Walton EMC can provide them. I mean, we've got solar panels operating at maximum efficiency and giving them back to the consumer at the best cost that we possibly can. A lot of companies out there are charging you a lot of money to put stuff on your house and it's maybe not quite as efficient as what we're able to offer you at the co-op. Truth be told, Pete, your roof's got to be in the right condition to get solar. It's got to be pointing in the right direction, right? Your homeowners has to sign off on it. You got to have decent credit. There's a lot of things that keep people from getting solar, even if they want it. That's true. And I mean, you know, like you already mentioned, the rooftop. I mean, what happens if something happens to that roof in five or 10 years? Who's going to be responsible for that? Um, going with the cooperative solar program, it's a very easy transition. You're just paying to go green, really. Um, it's a very efficient program, and it's you know some things that our consumers really need to check into before they actually spend the money on putting the panels on their house. There's a lot of other things you need to take a look at. Folks, I, there's a reason that Facebook picked Walton EMC for their utility. There's a reason that Rivian picked Walton EMC. They know what they're, they're doing. They've learned a tremendous amount. Pete, let's talk about rooftop solar for a second because I and my colleagues have been concerned about some of the shyster companies coming into Georgia and going door to door, putting people in tremendous debt, putting them on the wrong side of the house, d- just doing all kind of crazy things. I've even had EMCs that refuse to connect some of these because they've been done wrong. No, that's absolutely correct. I mean, we're running into a lot of that door-to-door salesmen putting people in high-pressure situations, you know, making claims that sound a little too good to be true. That's not to say that there's not a ton of good solar companies out there. I think one of the main things you have to remember about going to solar is that as a not-for-profit co-op, it's going to be hard to beat us on pricing. If you're looking at going green, I would recommend the community solar program or to do your research, your due diligence when you're trying to deal with some of these solar companies. Um, if they're making claims that sound too good to be true, please reach out to us. Try to figure out what's going on with it. And uh, just do your homework before you actually commit to a 20-year loan program. I beg you people out there, get three bids 
on these solar contracts. Do not sign anything with someone coming to your door. A lot of folks are then giving this to a contracting company. They're taking their 10% cut as a marketing company, and we are having a lot of horror stories. So what do you tell members who come to you at church or wherever, see you at a restaurant or you're out there at their home, and they say, should I get solar? What's the recommendation you give? Um, I'd say if you're really interested in going green, you know, solar is probably a good option for you. I mean, you can either call us for the cooperative solar program or, like you were saying, get a couple of quotes, do your due diligence on it. Um, you know, if you're getting the battery installed with the solar program, I think that can be a game changer. If they're out there telling you that you're not going to have a power bill or you're not going to have an outage when the co-op has an outage, you know, that sounds a little too good to be true. You really need to double check into that. Um but yeah, if you're looking to go green, it's probably a good option for you. If you're trying to save money on your bill, I would definitely do your homework on it before you, you start pulling the trigger on a multi-year contract. Yeah, so I put just two little kilowatts on my my home in Houston. I'm in the Jackson EMC territory now. And uh, and, and I, I don't often feed power back onto the grid, but it does save me money, uh, you know, on my power bill on a monthly basis. What do you think is maybe the biggest benefit of, of solar for a member? Um, I think it's kind of finding that point. Well, first off, it's going to let you know that you're being more environmentally conscious. The second one is there is going to be a trade-off payment-wise down the road. Whatever that upfront cost is, how long it's going to take to reach that over your standard average, you know, that you're saving on your bill. You know, if like you said, if you're putting a 2KW system on there and it's not a great expense, you know, the trade-off on that is going to be much closer. I mean, if people are out there getting quoted absorbent amounts... And, you know, they have a low bill every month anyway. you got to do the math on that and see if it's adding up for you. But, you know, like you were saying earlier, if you can get multiple quotes on it, call your local co-op, see what's going on. You know, we're here for those guys. So if they want to give us a call, we're out there trying to look out for them. And, you know, anything we can do to enhance our member experience, it's going to be good for us. You told me about the horror story of the 80-year-old woman signing a 20-year uh, contract for an unbelievable amount of money. Uh, to me, this is almost senior abuse. Well, it, it really starts to get, it seems like a lot of these door-to-door salesmen are preying on some elderly folks, um, maybe some more low-income housing. Um, once again, we'd like to remind folks, you know, if it sounds too good to be true, definitely check with the co-op, give us a ring, do your homework, get multiple quotes. I mean, she had a bill that was like 120 130 a month. She put a system on her house that's going to maybe save her 40 bucks a month, and she's got a note for the next 20 years that's going to be $120. The math on that is just not math. And, and I mean, she's trying to fight it now, but once that contract's signed, it's kind of almost too late to do anything on it so it's just one of those things where we're running to those sporadically not all those companies are doing that but it's definitely worth doing your homework on checking before you actually sign on that dotted line you know i often tell people that if i want to help a low-income customer low-income member um, and i had to choose between putting a solar panel on their house or putting six six inches of insulation in their attic that i would put the insulation in there first i mean how important is it to make sure things are buttoned up tight on that home before you start putting a power plant on the top of it. Yeah, absolutely. Anything you can do up front, windows, insulation, ceiling around doors and windows. Like we were talking about earlier, being a not-for-profit co-op, it's hard to beat us on pricing for energy, especially if the home's being efficient. Um, Anything you can do up front to make the home more efficient is going to be way more beneficial to you than probably putting a power plant on your house for a $30,000 note. it seems to me that, you know, a lot of these folks are telling them, hey, you're not going to have a power bill or, hey, you're not going to have outages when the co-op has an outage. And those simply just aren't true things. If you're worried about not having power during an outage, you'd be a lot better off going and buying you a $5,000 generator and hooking it up to your home. But, you know, like we were saying earlier, the green, the solar power on the rooftops is definitely more of a green option. And I think long term it is going to kind of scale over to that side, especially with the influence of battery packs and that sort of stuff. But um, like we've been talking about, I would definitely do your due diligence, contact your co-ops, get multiple bids, and see if it's something that's right for you. Just a couple of minutes left in the segment. You know, take me through the step. So somebody knocks at the door, they they pitch the solar, uh, the person signs it, they start working on it. When when it when is the co-op or the utility? actually called to do something i would say in the majority of cases a lot of times people 
I would say most of the time people are just going ahead and committing to the contract before they even contact their co-op. The ones that do contact us and once we talk to them, it seems like we can kind of come to a balance on it. A lot of times they're going ahead and signing the contract. We don't hear about it until the agreement's already been signed on the interconnection agreement. And then we go out there and check it and it's already on the house. So, I mean, by that point, it's almost too late. It's already on the house. They're not going to come get it. It's already been signed. Um, you know, if you do get one of these door-to-door salesmen, please reach out to your local co-op. Have them, you know, give them a call, talk you through it. And that way you don't get left holding the bill the other day one of these folks knocked on my door my daughter came to the door um and said do you know who my dad is <laughs> to the salesman and the salesman of course didn't know uh who, who I was. My dad regulates energy in Georgia along with his colleagues on the Public Service Commission. He doesn't need you coming door-to-door selling solar. And I said, Annie, did you walk him around to the backyard and show him our, our solar? She said, no, no, he, he just left. But folks are going door-to-door, you know, pitching this stuff. And you know what? I, I love solar. I love electric cars. But what I hate is consumers being taken advantage of. And we just have that happening too much. And I, I am, you know, I, I am working with my colleagues to try to come up with some solution, whether we approve the terms and conditions for these companies and, and have the ability to yank their ability to sell them. I, I don't know. It's probably going to take legislative action to do it. But I know that I'm concerned, and uh, and I know Walton C- Walton EMC is concerned as well, right? That's absolutely correct. Like you said, we love solar, we love going green, we love electric cars. We just want to make sure that we protect our members and give them the best possible information that we can. And you know, speak with your local representatives, your public service commission reps, and you know, see what we can do to fix this for the entire state. You know, our show originates on WGAU in Watkinsville, Georgia, not too far from Walton's territory. What do you like about working for Walton EMC? Oh, it's a, it's a great company. Um, it's a great co-op to work. You know, we're in the community like we're out here today trying to give back. Um, I, I love working there. It's, it's been great. We definitely support our service territory. The people are awesome. Um, we try to serve our, minist- or our members to the best of our ability, and, you know, we try to do everything we can. And like we said, we don't have anything wrong with green. Our solar cooperative program is awesome. I would highly encourage folks to take a look at that. And uh, just check your P's and Q's when you're taking a look at all this stuff, and we'll see if we can get it straightened out. Well, thanks for being on Energy Matters today. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you all for having me. Have a good one, okay? Hey, this is Tim Eccles. Stick around. We've got another segment coming up in just a minute. You're listening to Energy Matters. Hey, this is Tim Eccles. You want to make your car, boat, jet ski look really cool? Use my friends at Jim Rap. That's G-E-M Rap. Just go to Facebook and put in Jim Raps and you'll see what I'm talking about. Hey, Tim Eccles here, host of Energy Matters. Solar's growing like crazy in Georgia, and I certainly say buyer beware. It's great to have companies like Creative Solar USA on the job. Russ, why do folks need to reach out to you? Tim, we're going on to our 14th year, and we have the best staff and most experienced installers in the state to get the job done right. You can find out more at creativesolarusa.com or call 770-485-7438. That's creativesolarusa.com. BMVW is the place in Metro Atlanta to get your used hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or fully electric car. They're located on the south side near the airport, but it is well worth the drive. Go online to look at their inventory at ev-hybrid.com and set up a time to see the vehicle or even drive it for up to three days. I don't know of anywhere else in Metro Atlanta that you can do that. That's ev-hybrid.com, the best deal in town. ev-hybrid.com, ev-hybrid.com. This episode of Energy Matters is sponsored by Arnold, Golden, and Gregory, an AMLAW 200 law firm with 180 attorneys in Atlanta and Washington, D.C. They take a business sensibility approach when advising clients. They provide industry knowledge, attention to detail, transparency, and value to help businesses and individuals achieve their definition of success. AGG subscribes to the belief not if, but how. We thank John Gornall and all the attorneys and staff at AGG for sponsoring our show. Hey, Tim Eccles, back on Energy Matters with Keith Adams now at Snapping Shoals EMC. I'm at the Walton EMC Charity Tournament. Keith, you guys come here every year? Yes, sir, Mr. Eccles, we do. We enjoy being a participant in this. We we share territories with Walton EMC, so we certainly extend the, the uh, offer for them to come to our tournaments as well and support the local charities. 
you know, my family down in McDonough, they're all members of Snapping Shoals. Uh, Snapping Shoals, that that name comes from a river, right? That's correct. It's on the South River. Yeah, right there at 81 and 212. That's uh, uh, back in the past. You'd see a lot of turtles there on the shoals there. So it's Snapping Turtles, and that's how it got its name, Snapping Shoals. So our family my granddad bought this land in 1942 the south river kind of wraps around it and i remember just growing up down there we had we we called it the upper bottoms and lower bottoms and it always flooded with the river but we had corn planted there we had a dairy farm we cut that corn for silage and um and back in the day back in the day when the river was clean my dad swam in the river uh at the goat rock and there was a little place called the indian rock uh down there and they fished but those days are long gone that's true that's true and i did the same thing as well i grew up not far from there myself matter of fact uh my family lived on salem road my mom remembers the day that they paved salem road so we've been in that area there since 1800 so uh, been there for quite a long time i know exactly where you're talking about Man, I remember going down there <clears throat> on the weekends. We lived in Clayton County. My granddad was a county commissioner up there, and uh, we would go to the farm, we called it, on the weekend. My dad went every day because he was doing the dairy farm piece of it, but I had a little pony down there. We had cows, and, you know, I had a goat, and I got to drive a tractor. I mean, there's a lot of cool things growing up in a rural area, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. You know, I, again, I grew up right in the same area that you're talking about. I can remember in my childhood, there were seven dairies within about three miles of my home. So, yeah, it's it's everything's a new ad- adventure out there. One day you're hunting, the next day you're fishing. It's just no stop to the fun. You know, I, I, you know, this isn't a show about dairy cows, but uh, it, it's definitely worth mentioning that the dairy business has changed. We had 150 cows, and I was in Brooks County the other day. They had a dairy down there with 12,000 head of cattle. Everything's gone big, hasn't it? It is, you know, but I, I'll, I'll mention, you know, you talk about the dairy farms and the EMCs out there. The EMCs owe their entire creation to the dairy farmer, to the cattle farmer, to to the farmer in general. It was founded by rural America because the, the uh, larger utility served the metropolitan areas so we're always going to have that close affiliation with the rural areas out there in the farming community you know when i came to office in 2011 i i created the alternative fuel road show and everybody said you got to go over to snapping shoals because they've got cng trucks why were y'all running cng trucks so early well, it, it was uh, there was a lot of incentives for us to do that, and uh, you know, as a as a result of that, the city of Covington actually worked along with us on that as well. We uh, we had a joint deal at the time with the city of Covington to fuel their CNG vehicles as well. So uh, there's there's a lot of reasons to do that. Still, we're 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 charged with clean, affordable energy, and we're we're still uh, member owned. So we look for ways to save for our members out there, and the and the CNG vehicles have been a big plus for us. Uh, I can tell you, as a mechanic, you can open one of those up and it looks like a brand new engine when you look inside of a cng engine uh, you, you don't see any of the telltale signs of a of a traditional internal combustion gasoline engine i'm driving an f-150 you can't see it from where we're standing right here it's up by the by the driving range there it's an f-150 by fuel it runs on cng and like you i have been touting the benefits of this uh, because uh, especially like in a bus fleet, a truck f- fleet, and the port has just gotten a, a really big CNG fueling facility. The port we featured it on the show the other day, the port fueling center. So CNG, I think, is really a part of the solution for quote decarbonizing transportation. It is. I agree with you that the emission standards there are just uh, benefiting from this as well. But I tell you, the other day I did a comparison, and uh, at the time I think we're we're hovering right around three seventy a gallon for fuel right now that same natural gas is roughly hovering about a dollar 98 so again we're, we're accountable to a hundred thousand member owners out there and and we try to save as as best we can so uh, you know that's an exponential savings when you have an entire fleet of 200 plus vehicles let's talk about snapping shoals members now you got guys like my dad out there who's 85 my dad's happy just to turn the light switch on and have it come on but there are customers out there that are a little more geeky a little more techno that maybe want to put solar on they want the smart thermostat they they want a generator backup what are some of the trends you're seeing with customers now there's a big presence of solar right now uh, there's there's I, I'd, I'd caution anyone considering solar to to really interview your contractor that 
you're going to talk to on that because right now, and this is something I may need to address with you, Commissioner, there's no licensing requirement to install solar out there. Anybody and everybody can walk up to your door and say, I'm a solar installer. So I think we really need to push the envelope and start requiring some kind of licensing and code and uh, permit process in every county out there. So contact your, your energy provider, whether it's Snap and Shoals, Georgia Power, City of Covenant, whoever it may be, contact them and ask them. Sometimes there's some special uh, requirements that we, we have on solar installations as well. Solar is by far what we're seeing more than anything else out there. Um, so so call, contact us. Contact your energy provider before you do sign a contract there. We can do some comparisons out there and tell you what the real payback is going to be. In our first segment, Pete from Walton EMC talked just about what you're talking about now is how how the, it, it really does need to be buyer beware. You need to get three quotes. You need to talk to your EMC or your power company before doing this, or you can wind up, one, going in debt for the rest of your life or getting a system that the EMC might not even connect. Well, that's that's possible. You know, each one of us EMCs and, and municipalities and, and other utilities, we all have our own requirements out there. Uh, so, so the fact that your friend at church got a solar system and had no issues with the installation doesn't mean that that's going to be the same for you out there. Uh, we, we, we tout sizing the system correctly. Uh, keep in mind, a salesman's job is to do that, is to sell. So he's going to potentially try to oversell. We can tell you what your hourly requirements are for that system there and help you make an informed investment if you decide solar is for you. I was telling Pete that I, I'm, I'm a Jackson EMC member, and I just put a little two-kilowatt system on my house. I didn't really want to feedback power to the grid. I just wanted, one, to be a part of this new energy economy. So, uh, But I didn't feel I needed to fill my entire roof. Plus, my homeowners association wasn't going to let me put it on the front of my house. And uh, I've seen... In, in some places, I've seen solar panels scattered all over a roof, and in some cases, pointing in the wrong direction. Yes, you're right. And Commissioner Echoes, I'll tell you something, too. Maybe I'm not supposed to word it this way, but I like to be completely transparent and upfront with our members and anyone else that we can help. If you're putting solar in on your home or on your business with the intentions of making money with it by selling that power back to the utility... Understand this, if there was money to be made in solar, the utilities would have been in it decades ago. Uh, When you size up a system to go in your home, prepare to consume all that you're producing to offset what you're having to buy from the utility. Don't don't go into it with the mindset of, I'm going to sell this power back and make money. I feel partially responsible for all this because I created this net metering provision with Georgia Power, and as soon as we did, we had all these shysters coming into the state, and it caused it to be kind of a Wild West type of environment. We've reached our capacity, but they're still hanging around in a lot of these EMC territories, particularly the ones like Jackson EMC, where they have net metering. They do. And now we don't offer net metering. What we do is we do an avoided wholesale power cost sell back to us. We're going to pay you what we can get that same power for out there on the open market. Uh, so we don't do a net metering. But you're right. And, and going back to what I said earlier, you know, if we had some licensing and permit requirements on this, I think we would get some of these Wild West characters out of play. Uh, there, there are good, honest solar installers out there. Don't hear me saying negative things about solar. It's uh, the same way with buying a car. You know, it's no different. Just there are good ones out there. There are those that have no business being involved with this whatsoever and i think uh, you know from from a state level not just from a local level i think we've got to move to have some kind of licensing requirements on this if you think about it uh, you have to have a license to paint fingernails in this state why would you not have to have a license to install a 600 volt system on someone's house out there i think it's necessary we've got to get some some uh, permitting requirements and some legislation in place for this well, just a couple of minutes left. Uh, we're about to tee off here. I, I don't play. I just come out here and, and, and shake everybody's hand and talk to them about the good work Walton EMC is doing. But I know this is one of the biggest tournaments in the state, certainly the biggest EMC tournament. Tell me a little bit about the tournament you guys do. We do one in the fall of the year out there. In the same situation, we pick a local charity out there and we make sure you know that they're going to be the beneficiary of that. We, we actually do it for our Operation Roundup. Operation Roundup, most EMCs have that. If if your bill falls within a certain dollar amount, you can round up to the next whole dollar amount there. And that, that extra money will go to help local charities, uh, people in need, just whatever is uh, the case. We, we have people apply for Roundup assistance out there. So that's what we use ours for. You know, I so appreciate just the way that EMCs do business. I know I give the project share on my Jackson EMC bill. Wendy and I donate $5 
a month. There are so many great ways to be able to help others through your cooperative. Absolutely. There's so many ways. You can go on our website, www.myssemc.com. You can see a number of the charities, a number of the beneficiaries that we've helped with different things. Uh, we, we do the Washington Youth Tour, which, you know, takes young aspiring leaders out there and, and, and sends them to Washington for better or worse. And they're able to meet some of their, their leaders, their, their officials out there and, and actually see the political process at hand. Well, thanks for all the great things you're doing over at Snapping Shoals. Oh, we appreciate the opportunity to serve those out there. We're a growing territory, just like everybody in the state right now. Uh, I can tell you from 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 your seat and, and from others around the state, you must be doing something right because this area sure is growing and prospering right now. So you've got my support. Well, thank you, George. It's open for business. Hey, you're listening to Energy Matter. Stick around. Another segment coming up. I'm Tim Eccles. Logan Booker here, producer of Energy Matters, and I want to tell you about the Advanced Power Alliance. For more than 20 years now, the Advanced Power Alliance has been leading the energy transition in America's traditional energy states. They advocate for wind energy, solar power, and energy storage, all while partnering with traditional resources to ensure that America has abundant, affordable, cleaner energy to power our homes, our lives, as well as our economy. With the growth of solar and advanced storage and power generation technologies, every state now has the opportunity to be a leading energy state. Advanced Power Alliance is proud to partner with the Georgia Large Scale Solar Association and work with the Public Service Commission, Georgia Power, and their customers as Georgia continues to be one of America's leading renewable energy states. You can learn more about the Advanced Power Alliance at poweralliance.org. That's poweralliance.org. Tim Eccles from Marlin Gas Services. In addition to supplying natural gas in emergency situations, Marlin Gas Services provides temporary fuel supply during planned pipeline maintenance and other scheduled outages, or to help customers meet code compliance. Customers include large companies, utilities, commercial businesses, industrial facilities, and even the Weston Hotel and Convention Center in Savannah when that pipe was busted under the Savannah River. Visit MarlinGas.com to learn more. That's MarlinGas.com. Hey, Tim Eccles, back on Energy Matters. Hey, we talked to Walton EMC in that first segment, snapping shoals in the second. I've got Alan Shedd, who works with all the EMCs, on the line with us today. Alan, how's it going? It's going great. Yeah, Alan, thanks for all that you do with our member EMCs. And you've had you know, quite a history with EMCs. You've worked for Jackson. Uh, tell us a little bit about the EMCs that you've worked for in the past. Well, I worked for Jackson EMC, as you said, uh, for about 10 years. Um, I'm a Jackson EMC member. Uh, and then after I left Jackson EMC, I went to work for the National Association of Electric Cooperatives. So instead of working for one, I was working for about 900 across the country. And uh, then left... Uh, NRECA, as we call it, and came to Oglethorpe Power, which serves 38 of Georgia's EMCs. So uh, sort of back to the hometown crowd here. Yeah, I mean, we know James Oglethorpe founded Georgia February 12, 1733. I mean, how did Oglethorpe uh, do I mean, do people ask you about that name? What does Oglethorpe mean? They really don't. You know, Tim, I think either either they're good, you know, they paid attention in history class as you did, and they know who James Oglethorpe was, or... It's just another name to them. So, you know, we're sort of behind the scenes, though. To a large extent, you know, Oglethorpe Power is here to serve our member electric cooperatives. So, you know, they do the the hard work. They are the they are out there, you know, helping members, you know, use electricity efficiently and and keep the lights on. We're just there to back them up. So we don't mind sort of playing second fiddle to our great co-ops like like Walton and Snapping Shoals, as you mentioned. You know, Alan, systems evolve over time, uh, there's disruptive technology, but the EMCs have remained. Uh, and how, how have they been able to remain and thrive and continue to provide the services that they do 
to their members, you know, in, you know, in, in, in kind of a different time with utilities? Well, I think it all comes down to our, our business model, if you will. You know, we're electric cooperatives exist to serve members. Um, you know, we, we don't have shareholders. We have members who, who govern us, who tell us what to do. So, you know, our mission in life is basically to do what they tell us to do. And as a result of that, you know, we can pivot and provide value, you know, as, as technologies change. You know, EMCs have been at the forefront of, of technology adoption, some of that just driven by pure economics. Because of our more spread out service territory, fewer meters per mile, if you will, you know, operating efficiently, keeping costs down uh, by adopting technology has been important to us. So, you know, we we try to stay on top of, of technologies and for the for the betterment and of our members and keeping costs down. Yeah, I, I'm a member of Jackson EMC as well, and I've really appreciated the accessibility of uh, of, of of various types of employees there when like our street light went out uh being able to just get someone and them take care of it i appreciated the solar policy they had and and giving me a rebate on that solar Uh, there's just some great things i really like about being a member not to mention the annual meetings that you have yeah annual meetings are uh, an experience i i know it's it may be difficult for folks who haven't experienced one to to appreciate that but you know, it's a it's a cultural event. Certainly, Jackson EMC's uh, annual meetings are legendary. It's a lot of people coming together to learn about what's going on at their co-op, to have some uh, some food and and hear some gospel singing. Typically, door prizes, uh, carnival for the kids. It's uh, it's quite the event. But but speaking of annual meetings, you know, I, I you know one thing I work on quite a lot is electric vehicles, and it's it's interesting that that more of our EMCs as part of this education and outreach are, are featuring electric vehicles at their annual meetings. Jefferson Energy is is uh, going to have electric vehicles at their annual meeting. They're even installing charging stations at the high school where they host the annual meeting to make sure that folks who drive their EVs to the meeting have a, have a way to charge up. Alan, I know that you know the rural parts of our state have been maybe a little bit more hesitant to go all in on EVs, and you're working with a lot of rural cooperatives. Are you seeing a, a wholesale change in attitudes toward electric vehicles, or is it going to take the truck to do that? Or uh, Tell me about how that, how that perception of EVs is evolving in the rural part of the state. Well, Tim, I know you like a nice, simple answer, but there isn't a simple answer because everyone's different. So when I when you say that more rural areas of the state are, are slower to adopt electric vehicles, that's true to a certain extent, but not entirely. We have uh, some of our, our more rural cooperatives who actually have a, a fast-growing electric vehicle population. I think the economics are driving that. You know, people are realizing that, and, and it certainly doesn't, you know, it helps the economics now that gas is as costly as it is, but Electric vehicles are just less expensive to operate. So with rural people driving more miles a day than, than their urban counterparts, electric vehicles just make more sense. Now, we're all excited about electric pickup trucks. You know, pickup trucks are just part of who we are in rural Georgia. So, you know, the, the Ford F-150 Lightning uh, is, is that game changer we've all been hoping for. You know, the, the Rivian, great truck. Uh, perhaps has a more limited audience than the than the Ford will have. The Silverado coming on its heels will also be important. Yeah, people people have brand loyalty, don't they? I mean, my family, my dad is a Chevy guy from way back. I worked for Ford and I think when you when you develop these brand loyalties, uh, you you tend to want to stick with it and so with Ford and Chevy and I'm seeing advertisements almost every time I turn on the television for that Silverado uh, electric truck and and the lightning. I mean, when you have these OEMs coming to the table with a product and getting their dealerships in a position to sell them and service them, I mean that that can be disruptive. There, it is. You know, I I'm not a huge fan of the term disruptive technology because I think that has a negative connotation. I think in a lot of cases, you know, this is a very positive thing. You know, the the electric pickup is going to provide 
lower cost uh, transportation for a lot of folks, for people, you know, contractors who use their truck to make a living. You know, the the electric pickup offers some additional advantages. I mean, how cool is it that you can plug in, you know, your tools at the job site, use it to, to build that house you're working on? You know, it's just a... It's just a, a, an interesting development, and I think we'll see, you know, when I look at all those ads, for example, for the Lightning, it's interesting that, that the one of the features that seems to attract more attention than others is the ability to plug your house into it to provide backup power from your truck during an outage. It's fascinating to see how adoption will happen and what what's, you know, getting the attention of the marketplace. I know that a lot of EMCs, Jackson included, Cobb EMC, Central Georgia, I know they're buying vehicles for the cooperative. Uh, and, and in fact, mm-hmm. I did that whole go-kart race in order to get EMCs to, to you know, to buy, uh, to, to buy EVs. You know, we had that go-kart race at Atlanta Motorsports Park with, the, with, the, with basically time, yeah. the caveat saying that if you lost you would put one in your fleet. There was only one winner. Uh, that was Coweta Fayette. They already had a half a dozen vehicles. Uh, so they didn't really need to get any, but everyone else uh, needed to put it in their budget. And so as they get vehicles and they pass them around through the cooperative, through employees, are you seeing some excitement about EVs from these uh, managers and executives at EMCs? You know, no question. You know, we've we've talked before, Tim, about if you want to change someone's perspective on electric vehicles, the best thing you can do is put them behind the wheel and let them drive it. It will get your attention. You know, we know from the stats that electric vehicle performance is impressive, but it's nothing like getting behind the, tw- the wheel. You drive that truck to a Kiwanis Club meeting and show it off to some of your peers, and they have a chance to kick the tires and see one for real and take it for a spin. You know, that, that does change change people's attitudes. But even more important than that, Tim, you know, we we buy a lot of fleet vehicles just as part of our operation, and incorporating those vehicles into our day-to-day operations is important for cost savings to help us get more experience about what it's like to deal with one of these vehicles on a day-to-day basis helps with adoption. You know, as you think about solar, just last minute uh, in the segment, as you think about solar, are you seeing more and more um, co-op members explore solar, ask questions about solar as you're talking with them about electric cars? Yeah, that's, that's an interesting overlap. You know, they're, they're, it's, it's well studied that, that folks who are interested in emerging technologies like electric vehicles also have an interest in solar. But even, even outside of that, yes, there is a lot of interest in, in solar. Um, you know, there's a lot more information available, you know, on social media about it, some factual, some not so much. So, you know, our EMCs are, are taking a, an, what I consider an important informational position, helping, helping our members sort of sift through the, the facts from the myths and, and help them make more informed decisions about, about it. You know, yes. we're, you know we're, we're sort of an all of the above when it comes to energy sources. If it makes financial sense, if it makes business sense, if it's something you want to do, we want to make sure that our members make informed decisions and, and don't get, you know, caught behind a bad deal perhaps. Well, Alan, thanks so much for being on with us this segment. Appreciate the good work you're doing with Oglethorpe. Tim, it's always a pleasure to talk with you. Best of luck. Us, Tim Eccles, stick around. One more EMC segment to wrap up the show today. You're listening to Energy Matters. Gas South believes in the difference we can all make, like the difference in putting people first and showing that you care. For us, our difference is saving people money with our best rates and no deposit. And the difference we make in our community by taking care of our friends and neighbors and giving back 5% of our profits to help children in need. Learn more about what makes us different at GasSouth.com. Gas South. The difference is good. 
Tim Eccles, host of Energy Matters, here with Jeff Pratt of Green Power EMC. Jeff, more and more EMCs are offering solar to their members, and you're seeing it grow like crazy across rural Georgia. Tim, you're right. Co-ops in Georgia are doing a great job of deploying solar across the state. In fact, they're leaders in the country with respect to engaging customers and deploying large-scale solar to benefit all their members. Hey, contact your EMC and ask them about their solar energy policy, or just Google Green Power EMC. This segment of Energy Matters is sponsored by Hall Booth Smith. This law firm works with over 88 Fortune 500 companies, and they have offices from Brunswick to Athens, Tifton to Columbus, and of course, Atlanta. We'd like to thank Hall Booth Smith for the great work they do with school boards, hospitals, cities, and counties all over our state. See more at hallboothsmith.com. Hey, Tim Eccles, one more segment. Today in all EMC episode, you heard me talk to Walton EMC in segment one and Snappy Choles in two. Alan Chedd in three, and now I'm with Lee Chapman of Jackson EMC, and we're on a bus heading to flip the switch on a solar array that's going to power about 11,000 homes. Lee, great to be with you on this Jackson EMC bus. Hey, good morning, Tim. Yeah, we're excited uh, to be headed down to Perry today. Um, Green Power EMC uh, is flipping the switch today on this and uh, represents uh, some 3841 of the EMCs that will subscribe to this. uh, I think it's 68 megawatts facility, so we're excited to be going down down today to experience this. Lee, we're sitting on 85 in traffic, and in front of us, a Chevy Bolt electric car. You can see that that green tag on it, and in front of that, a Tesla. And uh, you just told me that Jackson EMC's got a couple of Mustangs. Uh, electric vehicles coming. How cool is that going to be? Absolutely. We, uh, we've we got a Tesla now that we use for a uh, employee engagement uh, experience and, and members can come by and see it. Um, yeah, we're getting the Mach-E's. We're going to put a, a couple of our marketing reps in those. So we're, we're excited to be getting into the EV uh, experience ourselves. And we have a couple of programs. You know, we'll work with our members uh, to get a level two charging uh, rebate if they want one in their home. Uh, gosh, we just signed our first townhome and electric vehicle made ready community, if you will, where we're helping those guys in every single, I believe it's uh, 68 units, they'll be uh, pre-wired to have electric charging stations. So we're excited to, to help out our members with the EVs. Lee, are you having more members inquire about EVs and what it you know what it takes are they looking to the emc for information about it or do they have they already done their research well that's what we want to be for our members is uh, not the expert but we want to give them information if we can you go on our website we have an interactive uh segment there that you can can look at the what the market offers you can put uh, your cost of electricity in there and try to decide if it's a good opportunity for you and uh to, to purchase ev and then with our rebate we want to help them get that charging station installed if we can so we um we are answering a lot of questions about EV, and going down the road today, we're, you know, we're constantly asking, answering questions from members about uh, solar. Uh, we've got a lot of members participating in our solar rebate program. Uh, again, we're not the experts, but we want to be a, a, a resource for them for EVs and solar. We heard in the first segment from Walton EMC about some issues they're having with out-of-state vendors, and I know I had solar put on my house in Houston, and I'm a Jackson EMC member, just a small two kilowatt array with Creative Solar USA, a Georgia-based company. What kind of experience has Jackson had in connecting members with these arrays that are being built all over the territory? Well, we are getting uh, requests for information from hundreds of members. Uh, we're, we are uh, connecting interchange agreements with, with hundreds of members a year now. And we've experienced a lot of that problem ourselves with uh, vendors uh, making false claims. Uh, that's that's our biggest concern. We're actually working on uh, what some other EMCs have, a community solar program right now, to give our members uh, a less expensive option where if they don't want to put the, the arrays on their house like you did, uh, where they could absolutely participate and buy one or two or three blocks of, of solar from like this facility we're going to today. Um, yeah, a lot of times there's just some misinf- misinformation. Uh, we actually had one guy you know, calling on a member saying he was working with Jackson MC and selling solar, and that's just not true. Uh, again, we want to be a resource, uh, but we don't want those guys selling our members something that's not accurate. I know my, my colleagues at the commission, we are frustrated with what's going on out there with these marketers coming in and fooling people. We're telling folks, get three bids, you know, and try to get one bid from a, a Georgia-based company, from someone like Creative Solar USA, Solar Sun World, or uh, Better Tomorrow Solar. There's plenty of them out there. Um, but 
get a bid and make sure that you are not being uh, tricked. Maybe maybe they're putting your panels on the wrong side of your roof or maybe maybe your roof really should be replaced maybe you've got trees in your yard uh maybe the homeowners association is going to give you a hard time you need to get them to sign off on it i know i did i had to get my cambridge bridge uh farms uh homeowner homeowners to sign off on it i had to have a little schematic and uh, it was important uh, because they uh, homeowners associations are pretty powerful absolutely um we we that's why we all want to offer a rebate. We hope the members will see that and call us and engage in the conversation so we can help them through those exact questions you went through. And if it's a good decision for them, we, we, we encourage them. And like I said, we'll pay a rebate to put those, uh, the solar panels on their roof. But then again, uh, we want to have another option in case that's not viable for them. Uh, and, uh, you know, if they're not going to be that home for a long term, then it probably doesn't make sense. So we want to help them have the solar experience that, that's good for them. Back in 1998, I was building a home in Commerce uh, in Jackson's territory, and back then, <clears throat> my builder asked if I wanted to build it to comfort home specs, and I, <clears throat> I did choose to do that, which meant every nail hole was caulked, and it was it was ultra energy efficient for 1998. I got a special tariff. That program has morphed into something else what are kind of the special programs that you all offer uh, folks that are maybe building a new home wow great great history uh, there yeah when i started 33 years ago we were in good sense and that was a program it did morphed into the comfort home program like you just suggested and and uh i can't gosh i can't remember the year but we created our own uh energy efficiency home product we call the right choice program uh i just matter of fact a year ago this week moved into a new home and built it to right choice specs uh when you say ultra conservative it it, it is top of the line um, in every aspect caulking insulation high efficiency heat pump uh, i'm extremely proud it, it has a comfort warranty it has a uh, heating and cooling warranty as far as uh, the cost so it's it's a great program i encourage all of our members if you're building a, a custom home to look at it we have you know national track builders that are uh, participating um we're, we're very pleased with that my Matter of fact, my power bills and comfort at my new home are just incredible. So I'm very pleased to have that program. If you're just joining us, this is an all-EMC electric membership cooperative episode. You heard me talk to Walton in the first segment, Snapping Shoals in the second, Alan Shedd in third. I got Lee Chapman from my EMC. I'm a member of Jackson EMC. Lee, um, last year, last couple of years, we have done a big program at Road Atlanta during their showcase race, the Petite Lamaze, they call it out there. Uh, this year is September 30th, but Jackson EMC partnered with me as the presenting sponsor to basically create a fan zone for electric vehicles and that first year it was during covid and you know we we had uh, we had light attendance but last year lee on that saturday race every single spot in our corral was 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 filled with electric cars and alan chad was there uh with me uh you know managing it every day but that is a cool event it is absolutely and we appreciate your uh, introducing us to uh, the ev corral and allowing us to participate uh like you said uh, i'll get out there one day uh, uh during the race to, to visit but uh yeah last year was crowded uh every e you know lots of evs were in there uh enjoy meeting those folks and interacting with them and a lot of them are our members so again it's all about member education for us and uh, member engagement so uh, we want to you know continue to help you provide that information that we can about evs hey mark your calendar september 30th uh, we'll have the uh, ev corral out there we'll have a, a tent provided by united consulting and it will have a, a porsche Taycan in that tent we'll have seminars when the racetrack goes quiet which is you know about every other hour so we want to help you be able to see the EV choices that you have talk about the various aspects of of charging we're going to have some fun stuff for kids from hot wheel tracks some giveaways and carnival like atmosphere there we'll also have plenty of EV charging thanks to Alan Shedd and Jackson EMC uh, might even have a fast charger or two brought in by folks from EVSE and <clears throat> and other companies so Lee, just in the last minute here, uh, as you think about the future for Jackson EMC, what are some of the what are some of the things that you guys are thinking about to serve your members? 
Well, I, I tell you, you know, we're fortunate to serve in the area we do, uh, the, up Interstate 85 and 316 and 985, so we're constantly growing. Uh, we're looking for opportunities to uh, serve the communities uh, as a co-op member-owned. Uh, we, we, that's our main uh, emphasis is just providing quality service and member engagement. Uh, you know, gosh, I have to mention one thing I'm terribly proud about, our Operation Roundup. Um, I believe we just eclipsed $17 million that our members, through our members, rounding their bill up to the nearest dollar we've given back to our communities uh, to help our communities grow and thrive. Um, you know, when our members are successful, we're successful. So uh, that, that's our goal is to serve our communities, and we'll continue to do that. I know we participate in Operation Roundup, and it's just a few cents. It's always less than a dollar because you're just rounding up. And then we also give $5 a month to Project Share. Is that a popular program for members to give to? It is. Uh, we have about 85 to 90 percent participation in Operation Roundup. I, I don't have the numbers, but we do have several members that participate participate in uh, Project Share, and of course that helps when members uh, can't pay their bills sometimes during the, the high cooling or high heating months. So uh, that is a, another popular program. Lee, thanks for the phenomenal job that you're doing and uh, all of your staff are doing and serving all of us out here in the territory. Well, Tim, thanks so much for having me. Thanks, uh, i got to say, for your support of the 41 EMCs and the, the 4.5 million Georgians that we have the honor of serving um, every day their power needs. So thank you for your support for those members. Hey, it's Tim Eccles. I'm on the bus heading to a, a great um, switch flipping on a fantastic green power EMC solar array produced by Silicon Ranch. So hope you've enjoyed our all EMC show today, everyone. Have a great weekend. I'm Tim Eccles. You've been listening to Energy Matters. Energy Matters would like to thank GasSouth for its support of the show. GasSouth has a no-deposit policy and offers some of the lowest per-therm rates in the state. Use the promo code MATTERS for a special deal. GasSouth, the difference is good. Tim Eccles of Energy Matters here for Solar Sun World. No doubt you've seen solar panels popping up all over the state. If you want the precision of German engineering when it comes to solar, Solar Sun World is for you. Gerd and all the folks at Solar Sun World understand the complexities of solar and how to make it work for you. From tax credits to inverters to accelerated depreciation, they'll advise you on the best path forward. And Solar Sun World now offers power purchase agreements. Find them at solarsunworld.com, solarsunworld.com. Everyone has tough times in their life. By checking the project share box at the bottom of your utility bill, you can make life a little easier for your neighbors. Your one, two, or five dollar checkoff is matched by the utility and then used by the Salvation Army to help folks having a tough time paying their energy bills. It's that easy. Join PSC Commissioner Tim Eccles and many others by donating via your power bills this year. See more by clicking projectshareinfo.com. And thank you. Progressive presents Forest Metaphors about bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations.